Right now in the lineup, Penn put one of their own employees on blast for a political cartoon they've called anti-Semitic. Find out what he's saying about his work and how the school is responding. Plus, a big announcement from FIFA. How many games Philly will get in the 2026 World Cup? And you knew this was coming. Taylor Swift wins big at the Grammys, but we'll run down some other winners as well. Those stories and more on today's edition of The Lineup. It is Monday, February 5th, 2024. The Lineup is brought to you by TD Bank, America's most convenient bank. Hey, everyone. I'm ABC10's Keith Jones. And I'm Aaron Coleman. Let's get you up to speed with what you need to know today, starting with... The University of Pennsylvania slamming one of its lecturers. The university says uh, he published what the school calls anti-Semitic and reprehensible political cartoons. And those cartoons are related to the uh, ongoing Israel-Hamas war. NBC10's Matt Delucia on Penn's campus with the story. Well, this isn't the first time that Penn has been the focus of anti-Semitic scrutiny. You might recall back in December, the former president, Liz McGill, uh, resigned because of her response to anti-Semitism on campus. Now, as for this latest matter, according to Penn's newspaper, The Daily Pennsylvanian, lecturer Dwayne Booth, who teaches a course on political cartooning, posted several cartoons on a personal website under the pen name Mr. Fish. And we're not showing these cartoons, but one shows uh, Benjamin Netanyahu as a butcher covered in blood. There's another that uh, shows a gun with the Israeli flag on it pointed at a baby. Uh, Penn's interim president, Larry Jameson, he said in a social media post last night that it's painful to see the suffering in Israel and Gaza be fodder for satire. Uh, here is part of his statement and says that I will not and should not respond to every event on our campus, but I want it understood that these political cartoons posted on a personal website were not taught in the classroom and do not reflect the views of the University of Pennsylvania or me personally. I find them reprehensible with anti-Semitic symbols and incongruent with our efforts to fight hate. Now, the lecturer and cartoonist Wayne Booth responded as well on Instagram, saying that it's about provoking deeper conversations and to inspire meaningful and open debate. And that is what the job of an artist is, period. A Penn's president called on the community to be respective and supportive of one another while exploring civil discourse. In University City, I'm Matt Delucia, NBC 10 News. Matt, thank you. Philadelphia hit the FIFA World Cup jackpot. Lincoln Financial Field to be home to six games for the 2026 FIFA Men's World Cup. Businesses already excited to cash in. NBC 10's Miguel Martinez-Valle has this story in South Philly. This is huge news, not just for soccer fans, but for the city of Philadelphia as a whole. We know that summer of 2026, we're going to have six World Cup matches happening at Lincoln Financial Field, including one on the 4th of July, which is going to have all of the world's eyes right here in Philly. Now, summer 2026 shaping to be an epic one. There are We are one of 16 North American cities to host soccer's biggest event, the FIFA World Cup. We know Philly will host five group stage matches on June 14th, the 19th, the 22nd, 25th, and 27th, and then a knockout round for the round of 16 on the 4th of July, meaning that the world's eyes will be on Philly on the 250th anniversary of the country's birthday. Officials from the host committee, Philadelphia Soccer 2026, say with this exciting news, the focus now is shifting towards things like safety, security, transportation, and logistics. We really have been focusing on this as an, a six-week experience. Not a one tournament, right? Obviously, FIFA being the biggest, we know that what that imprint will look like. But we've really been looking at how we can plan and make everything feel complimentary. 
And we're expecting to hear more details from uh, leadership here in the city and the host committee coming up this afternoon. I'm Miguel Martinez Valle, NBC 10 News. Miguel, thank you. You know, the World Cup is just one event in a very busy, very important year for Philadelphia. There's America's 250th anniversary celebration, and the city will also host the MLB All-Star Game. So, be the place to be. For real. Hey, now to the Sixers. It appears Joel Embiid could be off the court for a while. The big man will have surgery on a torn meniscus sometime this week, and it sounds like it's going to mean he's out for months. The injury effectively ends his chances for MVP this year since the league's new rule says you do have to play at least 65 games to qualify. He likely not going to make that. Doctors we spoke to uh, say it's better not to rush this recovery. And that's why we're looking at essentially the end of the regular season with the possibility of return if things go in their favor for the postseason. But I don't know that I'd go so far as to say likelihood. And uh, discretion is often a better part of valor. You don't want to rush the big fella back for long-term detriment. you got to save him for the playoffs mm -hmm. before, mm -hmm. yeah. at this point. That's Hopefully the Sixers important. get in, too, Yeah. At, at fifth right now in the Eastern Conference. And his recovery goes well. Mm -hmm. Right, like right. He doesn't have yeah, any like setbacks that. or, yeah, exactly. like that. I right, wish him the best. Um, I-95 between Columbus Boulevard and 676 is back open. It was closed because of PennDOT's demolition project. The $329 million cap project is building a walking bridge connecting Old City to Penn's Landing. The closure caused some complications on Saturday night, the first night of the closure, but things eased up yesterday. No one wants to be inconvenienced when they're, you know, driving around, but yeah. hopefully they can see the long-term benefits of it and, you know, it gets better after that and they won't have to worry about it down the line. Still ahead, we're going to look at uh, last night's big Grammy winners. Yeah, and then we're going to check out the new place where you can say I do at the happiest place on earth. Ooh. We're back in 30 seconds. Here we go. Here I go again on my own. Introducing the all-new TD Clear credit card with no late fees and no interest, just a simple monthly fee. That's predictability, even when expenses aren't. Four dollars. That's bananas. It's a pear. Oh, man. The all-new TD Clear credit card. That's how credit can be unexpectedly human. Call 1-844-TD-CLEAR for details about credit costs and terms. Last night was a night to honor the best in music. Yeah, several musicians with ties to our area went home with Grammy Awards. Music superstar and Berks County native Taylor Swift was nominated in six categories and won four of them. While she was accepting her first award, Swift announced that she's released yet another album. The Tortured Poets Department comes out in April, and it's available for pre-order now. Speaking of Swift, Midnight's won Album of the Year. Also among the big winners, New Jersey's SZA won Best R&B Progressive Album. Billie Eilish won What Was I Made For for Best uh, Song alongside her brother Phineas O'Connell. And Flowers, performed by Miley Cyrus, won Record of the year. I mm -hmm. did not know that that was Miley's first Grammy. Not crazy. Yeah, for as long as she's been in the business now, with some pretty because good. Because she music. had some some big hits. Mm -hmm. Right. Most right. certainly. So I was like, Miley, are you sure about that? Oh. You sound like Jay Z. <laughs> Jay Z speaking out very well, outspoken look, look, last night too. Party in the U.S. Everybody was doing party right. in the U.S. Everyone was. Come on, mm -hmm. that didn't get wrecking like, ball. Is the wrecking other one? ball. Yeah. yeah. These songs we can all just recite off the top of our heads. Exactly. So that just surprised me mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. lot. Hey, all you Disney adults out there, who are you? Who are uh, planning a wedding? This one's for you. 
I'll get that out. If you're planning a wedding and you're a Disney adult, this one's for you. There we go. You can have the best day of your <laughs> life on the happiest place on earth. Disney World just introduced a new wedding venue for ceremonies and receptions. World Celebration Gardens is in the heart of Epcot. There's greenery, a view of the spaceship Earth. At night, you and your guests will be surrounded by shimmering lights. And look at those fountains there. You can book now for weddings in January mm -hmm. of 2025. It is gorgeous, but you know it just looks expensive. That's right. And oh, if it's Disney, goodness. you know, oh, yeah, yeah. put You're, a premium on that, yep, right? Up by 30 or 40 percent. Uh, when you get married in the world of Disney, uh, princesses, why not uh, try to look like one as well? This is Disney's fairy tale wedding collection for 2024, each inspired by a Disney princess. The line is co-created by Allure Bridals. What do we think? I'm trying to look at some of these. Yeah, I mean, they're, um, they're all right. They don't yeah. look like traditional wedding dresses. Well, they don't look like they're just more poofy. Right. Like, I'm trying, like, are they designed? So that is supposed to be Cinderella's Cinderella, dress, which was, what, blue? Yeah, just turn right. It, you just turn it white? Yeah. You just turn all the Disney, you know, I feel like I would recognize um, Bells from Beauty Bell and the Beast. Bell is another one, sure, sure. To just, just turn just, it white? big, huge thing. But that's oh, not kind of in style right now, mm -mm. so. No. What do I know, though? I don't know, yeah. I think. Yeah, okay. Snow White, I guess, yeah. Right. Yeah, who's, the, yeah, I don't know. Hey, it's not even Valentine's Day yet, Erin, <laughs> but you can get a taste of St. Patrick's Day already and McDonald's starting today. The Shamrock Shake and the Oreo Shamrock McFlurry are back on the menu for a limited time. If you've never tasted the shake, it's vanilla soft-serve milkshake with mint syrup, and mm. we have never tasted it. No, so we've got to go and have a taste test of this. Although... I dare I say, I have never tried it because I'm not interested in trying it. I don't know. Do you, Do you like, like mint? I, I, I mint chocolate chip okay, is okay. fine. See, yeah. I don't like it. I, my wife loves mint chocolate chip, but yeah. I can't do it. I mean, it's not like... With 31 flavors, it's not the one I'm yes. going for. Right. Right? But if it's there, and you know, I'll, I'll try it. There you go. So we're going to try it. People swear by the, the shamrock shake. Yeah. They keep bringing it back every year, earlier and earlier yeah. and earlier. I bet earlier, you it's, so. own, it's got its own social media page or something. Probably. Kind of like the McRib. You know, when they bring that back, everybody goes nuts. So here, it's, it's shamrock shake there you go. season. Look at that. There you go. If that's your thing. That does it for today's edition of the lineup. For Aaron Coleman, I'm Keith Jones. You can catch us weekday mornings from 4 to 7 a.m. You can also catch updates right here on the NBC Tonight. Have a great day. See ya.